On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, we're finally going to go over the Trinity Command Center. Before we go on, just a quick disclaimer, I am not a financial advisor, so everything on this podcast is for informational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. Now, um, I've been talking about the command center, or I've mentioned it quite a while ago, and finally have a chance to do an episode on this. So what is the Trinity Command Center? This is basically kind of like a dashboard um, that you would be using when trading the Trinity system. Uh, It's modeled after what I use personally. I've added some bells and whistles just to make it more streamlined. Uh, Before you listen to this episode, though, you will want to go to um, episode number 50 50, and uh, Anatomy of a Trade Log and listen to that. Uh, That's going to go over how the trade log itself works. The one in the command center is very similar to the template that I've made at the TradeBuster site. And then you also want to, uh, not necessarily before, but along with this episode, you want to go to episode 42, which is the Trinity System Daily Workflow, because that's going to talk about, you know, day-to-day, how you trade, how to enter, how to find the position, and you'll use the kind of tools on the command center in conjunction with this workflow. Those will go together and, and help you with uh, streamlining your, your workflow, basically. So to find the command center, go to the trading page, the Trade Busters page, www.thetradebusters.com. And at the welcome page, there is a link. Um, it's probably at this point, maybe the fifth or sixth item down command center. You'll see dashboard and trade logs for use when trading the Trinity system. You click on the log, sorry, click on the link, and it's going to bring you to Google Sheets called the Trinity Command Center. Now, there is a number of tabs on here, and one of them is going to be called Dashboard. And that's going to be where you'll spend most of your time on the day-to-day. Well, I shouldn't say that, um, because you might be logging your trades or looking at historical logs more often. But the, the Dashboard is basically what you'll use to uh, look for and set up your positions. But before that, let's go over to the settings tab. And the settings tab is essentially what you're going to use to calibrate the entire command center and all the calculators and all the little widgets and bells and whistles. And this should look pretty familiar. Um, It's going to look like what you're used to at the risk calculator, right? Because there's going to be places for the net lick, your target return, certain expectations or assumptions you're going to use. Now, one thing to point out, you might have noticed this in some of my other sheets and trade logs, but any cell that's marked orange is generally an input, and anything that's yellow is an output. So don't touch the yellow cells. And I want to point out something real quick. Uh, The netlick on the settings tab, B2, is yellow. Now, you would ordinarily think this is where you're going to input your net lick because that's going to drive all of the other targets. But again, because I mentioned you're going to be on the dashboard most of the time, the dashboard is where you will set your net lick right now. You're going to obviously update this at some point, right? I do it daily, you could do it weekly, monthly, if you want to keep things simple. But just keep in mind on the dashboard, A2, the net lick, that is where you're going to set the net lick, okay? That's going to automatically push over to on the settings. So uh, if you look at the settings, there's net lick, target return, just very familiar. Um, In fact, just to throw out another episode that you will want to review, a couple of them here. 
you know, credit targeting. So you're going to want to look at, for example, episode eight, if you haven't already. And um, one more is going to be the premium capture rate, episode 13. And of course, obviously, there's an episode on the calculator itself, which is episode, um, episode number 35, right? So review those as well. But back to the command center. So you have your target return, which obviously prints out a target profit loss for the year. Uh, expected PCR, um, I'm using 27% for the current setup I'm trading of Trinity uh, or Theta Engine, which is the 90 DTE, 15 Delta, 2x stop loss, 60% profit target. You can say your entries per week here. Again, this part should look very familiar. This is just like the risk calculator. All right, so based on the entries per week, based on the PCR, based on the target return, it's going to give you entries per year and a base credit target, right? That's a credit target per entry. And now over on the right-hand side, of course, there's some extra widgets. Uh, this the one for the bomb shelter. And, you know, there's just a simple yes or no setting to determine how that's going to affect the rest of the targets. And just so we're on the same page, I'm going to set some baseline settings so you can follow along with the same numbers. I'm using $100,000 for the net lick, 10% for the target return, 27% for the expected PCR, and five entries per week. So you should see 260 entries per year and $142 base credit target. Now, if you have uh, the bomb shelter, let's turn it off for a second. You'll notice that at the bottom, um, and I'm gonna set the VS vibranium shield allocation to zero for a second, okay? So E7, set it to zero. You'll notice that on B10, you'll see the gross target return that matches the one you set up in B3. Credit target plus VS is this similar because you haven't allocated VS yet. And the scaled credit target, it is also 142 because bomb shelter is turned off. Now, let's go ahead and turn it on. And I'm going to set the multiplier of 1.15, which is 15%. You'll notice, and you can toggle back and forth, the scaled credit target automatically goes up or down. Right, based on bomb shelter on or off. If you turn it on, it is now $164. And if we flip back to the dashboard real quick, you will see that credit target is now in <clears throat> C4, but it is an options dollar form, right? $1.64. So we will leave this here for a second. Let's go back to the settings. And one last thing is uh, E4. The budget per entry. Remember, the budget for the bomb shelter is 10% of the credit, right? The 10% the of the scale credit. So you'll notice it is now, if your bomb shelter is on, it is at $16 per entry, right? Because the scaled credit target is 164. One tenth is $16. I guess this is rounding down. And you'll notice that this budget per entry is also at the dashboard. So if you go to the dashboard, go to M4. There's your budget, right? 16 cents. So we will go back to settings. <clears throat> so that explains the bomb shelter portion, how to use that. And the multiplier, remember, this is an uh, E3. The multiplier is basically how much of your theta engine profits or how much more you need to scale up to offset the cost of the bomb shelter, right? So based on a study from earlier in the bomb shelter episode, somewhere around 14 to 15%. If you don't want to scale up that engine that much, or you just don't feel like making that large, I mean, you can go down, you know, 10%, 12%, but 
But so far, unless I do more research and you know, just based on the the logs, we determined that you spend less or you the cost of running bomb shelters less. You know, 14, 15 percent is probably where you can be at. Now, the vibranium shield, right? We set it to zero. Let's go ahead and set it to something like five percent for now. What you'll notice is that the gross target return is now 15, right? Because remember, if you're trying to finance um, the V shield, right, you need to up the theta engine allocation, right? If you're not familiar with this, go and listen to the vibranium shield episodes. But you'll see that the gross target return is now 15, right? Because the base target return for theta engine is 10. Add the 5 from vibranium shield, makes it 15. That raises the credit target. And it also raises the scaled credit target. So what's to note here is that once these settings are dialed in, they will automatically adjust your scaled credit target. And furthermore, whenever you update your Netlick, you know, daily or whatever, it will increase the scaled credit target. So it's all meant to be dynamic and kind of automated in a fashion. So in VShield, um, you can do entries per year. Uh, again, when you you want to go back to the VShield episodes and listen to um, the one about budgeting and how to set this up, you know, because uh, it's going to talk about because with the decay, there's a certain amount of uh, budget and certain amount of um, debit. So real quick on here, uh, hypothetically, if I did a five percent allocation, fifty-two entries per year, and you'll notice there's the LP decay percent, right? This is uh, if you, there's a note here, you can always hover your mouse over any cells with the, the little black triangle. And so the average decay of a uh, long put after 30 days is about 8%. Now, if you think otherwise or your trading shows otherwise, you can adjust this. But this will drive the debit, right? Because, for example, at a 5% allocation, it's going to show that the annual budget is 5000 The budget per entry, because I'm doing 52 which is in this case weekly, is $96. But... Because I'm accounting for only 80% of the K, right, this automatically scales the debit, right? It just takes the budget and divides it by the, the K amount. So if you spent $120 debit per entry and on average cycle them out after 30 days at 80% of the K, you will have spent, you know, roughly $96. And again, these numbers, right, this budget, sorry, this debit per entry, the 120, if you go to the dashboard now, it is now in the vibranium shield section w4 right dollar 20. so uh last thing about the settings <clears throat> i have spoken about the bomb shelter and i mentioned that the assumed loss multiple in a nuke event about seven or eight right so this is going to give you guidance uh, and obviously these are based on estimates okay so right now i have seven in here and if we go to the dashboard as of this recording I have some dummy positions in the dashboard, and I won't change this for now. But based on the positions on the dashboard in a $100,000 netlick, again, these are arbitrary, okay? Don't, I'm not saying you should do this, but you'll notice that based on these positions, it gives me a value at risk of 18.2%, level one risk of 36%, this should be familiar, it's just double, and a level two risk of 127%, right? That's over 100%. Again, this is just an example. This, All this is done, if you click on it, is it's taking F2 and multiplies it by whatever you put on G2 in the settings tab, right? 7x or whatever. So this is just, this will give you 
the approximation of level two risk using that multiple. So back to the settings tab, G2, I recommend seven, eight, you know, I uh, wouldn't use any less than that. If you want, you can use more. But again, these are all hypothetical. This is based on the nuke events, never happened. This is just based on approximation, from the modeling. You know, check out the bomb shelter episodes to kind of review that. So that's all the settings, right? Once you dial all that in, you generally won't come back to this unless you're going to change something. So let's go to the dashboard. On the dashboard, uh, Netlick, this you're going to update per your frequency. You notice that A4, target return, entry credit, B2, that's all being pulled from the settings tab. Um, now, B4, contracts. This is basically how you're going to find uh, using the kind of credit targeting scheme that we you know do every day and figure out how many number of episodes, uh, number of contracts. Now, just for... Um, just so that I can kind of do a little bit more of scaling for example purposes, I'm going to go ahead and change the net liquidity to a million dollars. You'll notice that the credit target, I haven't changed any other settings at the settings tab. So my credit target is $2,457. $2, now, if I were to um, say change the contracts to Right now it's at one, right? So you notice the, the credit per contract, the actual credit you're looking for, this is in C4, is the same as the entry credit, which is in B2. If I change it to two contracts, you'll see now that C4 automatically adjusts to 1229, right? That's taking the credit target and divided by two. Now, this will make more sense, you know, for those of you who have been doing credit targeting, you probably already know where I'm going and definitely listen to the workflow episode. But this is telling you, for example, let's say, and depending on the product you're trading, the 90 DTE 15 Delta is $5, for example. Actually, let's use something that's a little more round. Um, let's say it's $6, okay? So that means that I need to figure out how many contracts I need to trade. So I'm gonna increment this contract box before until the credit target per contract matches what is in fact the market rate right whatever that price is on the chain if i change this to a three now the credit in c4 is 819 so it's still too high if i change it to four contracts 614 right so that's close enough so if in fact whatever i'm trading at the time the 15 delta 90 dte is six dollars this tells me I need to trade four contracts because four contracts at the $6 or whatever will get me to my credit target of $2,457 or close thereof. So that's how that works. C2, average DIT, this is not static. This is actually being pulled from the trade log. It's, it's uh, basically um, L3. Uh, let me go with the, the log L3. There's an average DIT on the trade log. There's, it's just a stat being pulled from another page for reference, okay? D2 is book size. This is dynamic. This will count the number of entries on this dashboard page, number of positions, and it's just going to tell you how many pages of your book, so to speak, or your, your position, your, your total book size. 
Value at risk is simply summing up the total credits of all your open positions. This is all familiar stuff. We've talked about this on the risk calculator episode. Uh, level one, level two risk. Uh, average book size. This is simply taking the average DIT. Now, this is not static, okay? For those who get confused sometimes, I've said before that the 15 delta 90 DT is about 26.7 or 26.4, I forget exactly. This average DIT on the dashboard is based on your actual historical average days in trade based on the log. So if you're just starting out and using this and your trade log only has one trade or two trades and it's like either really short, like five days in trade because you had a quick profit or you have like 30 days, 40 days because you had a really slow one, that's going to skew this stat, all right? Because if you look at the formula for E4, it's just taking the average DIT dividing by seven, which is, you know, number of weeks and multiplying by your entries per week. So this is this is a reflection of your average book size based on your average DIT, based on your trade log. Just know that that's going to change over time. Over on the bomb shelter um, section, uh, this is column M. Remember that budget's being pulled from the settings tab. Uh, the number of LPs. So this is interesting because remember, you're buying two LPs for each short put. Okay, so uh, I've left the four, for example, say I was trading four contracts from just earlier. It's telling me I need to trade eight long puts, right? But because my budget is two dollars forty-six cents, or you know, two forty-six, two hundred forty-six dollars in this case, it's dividing by the eight long puts, and it's telling me that I essentially need to buy eight of them for thirty-one cents a piece. And again, you can kind of verify this because remember, if our credit target per entry is $2,457, I'm spending about 10% of that, which gives you $245. And I have four short puts, so I need to buy eight long puts. Buy by eight, you're going to buy eight of them for about $30.70 each. Right, so that's all there. Click, click around, look in formulas, kind of convince yourself, and after that, you won't have to look at this so many times again now on the v shield so um based on current setting i've, I've upped it to a million dollars so that's why the budget is now twelve hundred dollars per entry and this has a similar you notice there's a lp number of lps which is x4 this is just like what we're doing to find the contract size for um the data engine, right? You go on the chain, remember you're gonna find the 1.5 delta, and let's say it's a dollar, okay? So my budget $12, and if I start this X4 at one, right? <laughs> if my budget 12, I'm buying one, that means I'm buying one for $12, which is obviously way too much. So, and you can see where this is going. If I do two, I'm gonna spend $6 each. If I do three, I'll spend $4 each. But if the 1.5 uh, delta is a dollar, right? Lo and behold, it's gonna be 12 contracts, right? Because if I put 12 in here, takes the budget, divided by 12, $1 per long put. This telling me for, for my V-Shield entries, I will buy 12 at a dollar, right? So again, these, this dashboard, these are all meant to take the settings, your account size, take everything in account, and tell you kind of exactly in an automated fashion, or semi-automated anyways, what your entry criteria is gonna be. Now, let's look at the 
uh, position log, right? Now this on the dashboard is meant to be a kind of like a Excel version of a paper log, um, just to make things simple. So you will simply input your positions day to day on here. I usually go from top down and Right now, a lot of these are self-explanatory. There's the underline, right? And you can choose yes, I'm yes, SPX, SPY. There's actually a reason for this. Um, I, I automatically do the multiples for you, okay? So we'll look at it in a second. Let's, let's set row seven to MES, A7. Uh, the strike, I don't know what it is, but you gotta put it in. Number of contracts, type in the number of contracts. These are manual, right? These are not automatic yet. Uh, entry date, expiration date, credit column F. This one is manual. Column G, total credit. Don't touch this one. Um, you'll see that if you see a formula in a cell, basically don't touch it. Uh, but you'll see there's a kind of a statement. Essentially, based on your toggle for the product, it will automatically apply the multiplier to the credit. So just use a, let's use a round example here. I'm going to do row seven. I'll do one contract, one lot, and I'll do $5 credit. So if I have it on MES, you'll notice that it automatically said I have a $25 total credit. I'd apply a multiple of five, right? If I do SPY or SPX, it's gonna multiply by 100, right? $500 or SPX, you know, $500. That's if you collected $5 each. And ES is gonna apply a multiplier of 50, right? So these multipliers are automatically done for you based on the product. The DIT, uh, again, all of these here, you don't need to touch. Uh, you, you'll see there's um, basically um, formulas. So if I put an expiration date of February 18th, 2022, that's telling me, or in a trade date of, right now I have, this is static again, so I have November 16th on here. So if I entered a trade on November 16th, that means I've been in the trade for 101 days. Right, and you can see that the formula is basically the today function minus whatever's in the trade date. Right, expiration date, I have February eighteenth, twenty twenty-two, and this expired. Um, so let me do this because depending on when you're listening to this episode, this this may not make sense. Today is February twenty-fifth, twenty twenty-two. So I'm just gonna put some random date. I'll put like April first, twenty twenty-two. You'll notice that the DIT is thirty-five. Right, so this tells you the DTE of that trade based on when you entered. Now you'll notice that on the J and K, these are stop and take profit targets. Now, one thing I'll note is this is currently based on the 2X stop loss and 60% profit target, okay? If you're trading something different, you can modify the formula. And just something in general about this whole dashboard, the settings, this whole thing, Obviously, this is something I'm using for myself. So this was built with a very specific feature set, very specific functions in mind. And this podcast and this tool, this is just to kind of give you an idea. Obviously, you're welcome to take this and use it exactly. Um, but ultimately, I want you to take this. And if you think there's something you want to add to it, you know, feel free, right? That, because I know there's people who asked about how to log your trades and you know, how to manage everything. And it's, you know, if, if you're just starting from scratch, you might not have any idea. I mean, there's automated, you know, paid services like Wingman you can do. But if you're trying to kind of DIY this, this is just meant to be 
something to start you off, a template. And at least if you have this, you know, I've seen people do really crazy, really complicated spreadsheets, really fancy, pulling in, you know, trade prices, you know, automatic feeds from TOS and it updates your PL and everything. This is meant to be sort of a starter, right? So obviously I'm not gonna be able to troubleshoot everybody who uses this. And you have to have at least some base knowledge of Excel or Google Sheets, right? You can find all this stuff online, the formulas, the functions. But you know, this will meant to start you off and you're welcome to modify this and this will just kind of give you some ideas, okay? <clears throat> so the stop is just multiplying the credit by three, right? And the profit target is multiplying it by 0.4 to get a 60% target. So what that does is as soon as you enter your trade criteria, you will know what to set the stop loss and the profit target at when you're doing a bracket order, right? I literally use this myself. This is just me, a convenience factor, all right? Um, same thing with the uh, bomb shelter. Do the toggle for the product, strike, just enter these. Uh, m everything from the, the product up until the credit, CR slash DR, those are manual, right? Everything from total credit, DIT, DTE, stop, TP, those are those have functions, right? Just, just be careful, don't break something by accident. Um, and the same thing for vibranium shield, right? Those These are logs, These you have to input these yourself. Now, one thing I will notice, uh, I will note, if you are basically uh, entering from top down. So let's say I have a position right now on November 16th and row seven, and I have right now 15 positions. What happens if one of the positions in the middle or at the top close, right? So if I took profit on the row seven position, uh, how do I kind of move everything up? Now I mentioned this, this is similar to the trade log episode. You can copy and paste. Don't cut and paste, okay? So just a quick example. If I'm trying to replace the trade in row seven. Now, before you do this, you'll want to go and put it in the trade log. I'll go over that in a second. But assuming you've already logged a closed trade, if I want to move my entire open positions up, okay? So I'm simply going to, and, and this is just the data engine portion, right? If you're going to do the bomb shelter, you have to do it for that section. Vibranium shield, do it for that section. But I'm going to, click and drag from A8, alpha eight, down to something arbitrary like K30, right? Control C, copy, and Control V into A7. That's gonna copy and paste everything and shift it up one row. And that will essentially paste over and remove the closed trade and everything else will be moved up and you can continue to use the, you know, this log as usual. And again, if, if it's, that may not have been the basic explanation, but uh, I'm sure if you kind of have a basic understanding of Excel, you can probably figure it out. Um, lastly, before we wrap this up, uh, TE slash BS, data engine, bomb shelter log. This is very similar, right? Go and listen to the episode on the anatomy of a trade log. This is basically identical. Um, I've done a couple extra differences. I think um, the the product toggle is there. That's going to automatically do the multipliers. You know, all the metrics are going to aggregate just like I showed in the other episode. There is one other aggregation on the right-hand side for bomb shelter. I'll just explain real quick. Um, this is going to apply the metrics 
combined combining the theta engine and bomb shelter now the the demo trades i guess i have on here are don't really make sense well i didn't know they do this is from last year so you notice that right now the um based on the static trades in here and again you're going to delete all these once you use it but you know i've got 90,000 pnl 39.6 percent premium capture on the theta engine but you'll notice that um the net pnl is 77,000. now if you look at the formula this is just the theta engine profit you know minus or you know adding the negative profit from bomb shelter right so basically you'll see that the net pcr is 34 percent and and this is just for context like don't read too much into this um this is just showing like hey if i did bomb shelter my premium capture dropped from 39 to 34 percent right and there's the win count win rate average win average loss all of that but for bomb shelter you'll notice it's a low win rate as it should be <laughs> average win is very small because normally you're not going to win um, average loss is like 70 80 percent this is where i got the approximation for the drag and you'll notice that the hedge drag right x2 oh, sorry x3 this is negative 13.9 percent right right around that 14 percent so again this is all based on historical trading right if, if over longer term i deem that this is a difference i might give some update but again for that multiplier effect of the credit target when you're using bomb shelter i am basically saying use that 14 or 15 percent and finally there is a vs log um very similar but it's on its own because i don't really look at the metrics combined with theta engine i just view it in isolation and similar log but you know that's about it um okay so we've gone over the settings how to use the dashboard how to use the logs um there's a feature request <laughs> don't go too crazy like somebody put credit spread analysis i i can't do it, it's really tough once you're trying to do longs and everything um maybe we can figure something out um at this point you know this dashboard the command center is i i you know i guess it's it's done right if i think of other metrics or stuff i want to use I, I might add it in the future but like i said this is something i'm using for myself so this is built specifically with my needs in mind and you are welcome to take this and add i've seen people add all kinds of crazy widgets and tools so hopefully this is helpful and um, if you haven't you know already done so you know made your own dashboard hopefully this gives you something to start off okay so let's leave it there as always if you guys enjoyed this episode please take a moment to rate review and subscribe to the podcast you can also visit my trading page at www.thetradebusters.com where you'll find all the strategy mechanics and trade logs as well as various essays that I have written and other podcasts I recommend. Finally, you can follow me on Twitter at TheTradeBuster. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.